Hey, listen, I want to extend just a, a welcome and a greet to every single one of you that are tuning in online for this special broadcast. Hey, normally we, we here at X Church, we're one church that meets in two locations, but today we're meeting in hundreds of different locations, but we're still the same church. It doesn't matter if geography separates us. What matters is what unites us, and that is our faith in Jesus Christ. And so listen, whether you're part of our X Church family or you're tuning into this broadcast because you just needed some hope, you just needed some peace. Listen, we can all agree this past week and even the last few weeks, but even we think about the last few days have been so chaotic. And uh, man, fear wants to really take hold in our hearts. And so today what we're here to declare is that fear is not gonna control us, but that we're gonna put our trust in Jesus. And, and so wherever you are from and, and whether you believe in God, you're not sure what you believe, um, I'm just glad that you're here today. And I believe that God wants to speak something to your heart wherever you are, whether you're seated in uh, the living room, if you're sitting in a kitchen, if you're somewhere and you're on a mobile device. I just believe that God can reach you no matter where you are by his spirit. And so if you would just let me, I would love to just pray for God's peace and his presence just to fill the space, the room where you are right now. So if you bow your heads, just maybe take a moment to quiet your hearts. If you've never prayed before, this is that moment where you're saying, okay, God, if you're real, would you show up? Father, I thank you for your grace. We need your grace in a time like this. God, we need hope in a time like this. And I pray that right now for every hurting soul, every scared person, Everybody that is filled with worry right now, God, I pray that your presence, Lord, would reach them. I pray, God, that we would know that you are in control of this entire situation. Though, God, I know you do not cause evil, but, God, in the midst of it, then you will show up. and You will show us that you are a good God. So, Lord, I pray right now even that, Lord, the word that you've given me, I pray, God, it would touch hearts all across the city across this nation and across the world, God, that you're on the throne and that, God, we trust you in this time and season. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Hey, listen, it's a great honor just to have you uh, tuning in live. If you've never been to an ex-church location, well, welcome to our ex-church online campus. We're excited to have you with us today. And, uh, I just, I just know that for many of us, um, this week did not go the way we planned. Um, I know that. Uh, it didn't go the way I planned at all. Um, you know, most of us, the beginning of the week, we were going about our lives just like we normally do, thinking about work, thinking about school, thinking about bills, thinking about all these things. It was just life. And then it seems like in a matter of just days, doesn't it, that just our world changed. Our world. We know the whole world has been affected by this, but our world right here is, as we've been a part of just seeing um, sporting events close and uh, businesses shut down and just seeing the drastic measures that we're taking as a nation to try to curb the spread of this virus. Isn't it interesting that the smallest microscopic virus has an ability to bring the entire world to its knees? I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about this. And, and I know so often that we can be filled with fear. We're filled with worry. I know that. 
And that's part of why we wanted to do this broadcast. It's because I wanted to speak to that for a moment. I know we're afraid and we're scared in churches. I mean, it's the first time in the history of my life where I can think that, that churches all across the country and all around aren't meeting because of this. Not in person anyways. But you know what's so cool about the day we live in today with technology? The fact that we're able to still broadcast the message of Jesus to the world through the online capabilities. It's incredible to me. And, I, and I'm just excited that we can still be church. Can I just tell you something? Even if all the things around us lock down and shut down, can I just tell you something? That the church isn't going anywhere? That we aren't going anywhere? Can I just say that to you? Listen, we, we can follow history for the last 2,000 years. And we can see all the things that humanity has gone through. Can I tell you there is one organization, beyond an organization, there is one entity on this planet that has survived empires that have come and gone and governments and, and diseases that have come and gone, and that is the church of Jesus Christ. And can I just declare and say to you that the church will move through this and the church will shine brightest in moments like this. And I know that we're dealing with a lot, and I just wanted to take a moment first, and I, I wanted to thank a few people. I think we need to consider and think about some people right now in what we're going through. First, I, I'm just so incredibly thankful for all the medical professions, the professionals that are working tirelessly. You know what's, what's interesting? When everybody else shrinks back and and we should, and we should be wise, and we should, you know, do our best social distance and do these things where we stay home and maybe don't go out to all these places to help. Can I tell you that there is one group or maybe a few groups of people that run into the fire? The emergency services, the medical professionals, the people who are going and taking care of those who are sick and hurting. And listen, can I just encourage you, if you know somebody in the medical profession, can I encourage you today at some point, would you send them a text? Would you thank them? Because they're the ones that are going to work when everybody stays home. They're the ones who are running into it. And so I'm just so thankful for that. I'm also incredibly grateful in times like this for government officials, for people who are taking lead and trying to help us and deal with this. Uh, I, I'm thankful right here in our own state that our governor, Mike DeWine, took aggressive action in our state as our universities closed. Some of the first universities in this country to close right here in Ohio. Uh, schools and, and all the things that they have to deal with. And so I just want to encourage you, listen, these are the moments when, can we just push politics aside? Can we push aside this idea of I'm left, I'm right, I'm conservative? I'm, can we just get rid of that and just say right now, let's come together as one people. Let's come together as one human race to stand against this. And so I would encourage you, pray for our leaders, pray for the politicians, pray for our government leaders, medical professionals, Let's, let's unite our prayers and, and let's stand behind them and let's be wise and let's listen and respond to what it is that they share with us. Because listen, we are living in unprecedented times. We are. We are living in time. Listen, this, the things that we're living in right now feels like a movie, doesn't it? Like, like these are things you watch on movies and now we're living in a movie. I mean, these are just unprecedented times and and what happens in moments like this and I know you've probably already experienced this so many of us have is that fear tends to come alive in moments like this when we have an uncertain future these are the moments when we tend to be scared the most you see here's the thing fear lives in uncertainty 
Fear lives in the space where you don't know the outcome, where you don't know the future, where, where you don't know, am I going to get infected? Or, or is my family? How is this going to affect our nation? How is this going to affect our plans? How is it going to affect our finances? And fear tends to live in these spaces. And it's in these moments, can I just say, it's in these moments where really the biggest question that comes to rise is what do you believe? What do you believe? What do you really believe in these moments? This is the, the space where fear lives. But can I say this? It's also the space where we are introduced to faith. It's in these moments where many of us are really, we're struck with this, this question, do you believe in God? What do you believe about God? Here's what I've discovered is that most of us, when life is good, we think we don't need God. When we can control life, when, when we've got it all figured out, most of us, we, you know, I don't know, I believe God's out there. Maybe some of you watching this right now, you, you put yourself in a category where you say, I'm not sure about God, or maybe I don't believe in God. I understand that, but can I tell you what these moments do for all of us? When, when life is out of control, we tend to want somebody to be in control. And this, these are the times, can I just say, when we tend to turn to faith. Can I say that in the moments of fear, it might also be the same exact moments that would propel us to faith? Now, now when I say faith, I guess the question I would ask is faith in what? Like, what, what is what are we having faith in? This is like, we, we put our faith in all different things. We put our, our faith sometimes in our, our political leaders, but how often have maybe they let us down? We sometimes put our, our faith, we can put our faith in our medical uh, healthcare system. We see around the world healthcare systems kind of collapsing or just being overrun because of the spread of this. We, we put our faith in so many different things and and sometimes maybe you've just even heard people say, you know, just have faith. You've heard kind of that rhetoric. We've seen comments. We've seen posts. We've seen people that, that just super spiritual people are like, all you got to do is have faith and nothing will happen to you. Can I just tell you that's not true? Can I just speak to that and just say that isn't true at all? In fact, can I say this? That faith lives in reality. Faith is not putting your head in the sand. Faith is not pretending that it does not exist. Can I just say that? Faith is when we live in this reality. Faith is, is something that in these moments that, that uh, can I just say it this way? That you can have faith and still go through pain. That you can have faith and still deal with the impact of this. Listen, many of us have faith and we feel the effects of this. You can have faith and still be scared. You, you can have faith in all of these these different things, and yet you still are scared, and you still, it doesn't keep you from the impact of what's going on. Can I tell you what faith does, though? Here's what faith does. Faith gives you hope while you walk through it. Here's the difference. Faith is the one thing that gives us hope when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Faith is the one thing that gives us the strength to say, I'm not going to throw in the towel. Faith is the one element that can become an anchor for your soul in the most troubling of times. The question I have for all of us today is this. What is your faith in? What is your faith in? Because we tend to put our faith in a lot of different things. We, we tend to place our faith in our strength, our ability, our finances, our health. What is your faith? Because that is the real question in times like these. Can I just tell you, 
what my faith is in. Because I've watched the news and I've seen what they're saying. And I know the potential of even the days and the weeks that are in front of us as a nation, as a people. I, I see it all and I think there's a tendency where, where fear wants to creep up in me. I get that. But if I could tell you where I'm placing my faith, especially in a time like this, for me, I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying that as some kind of cute religious answer to all the problems. Just have faith in Jesus and everything would be better. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm telling you is for me personally, what I'm trusting in, what I'm putting my faith in is Jesus. And here's why. Because Jesus has never let me down. Because Jesus, for thousands of years, has been a foundation of faith through all the tragedies and all the difficulties that we have faced as a human race all these years, that Jesus is the one that can be trusted in moments like these. I have felt that in my entire life. That if there's one source that I'm going to put my faith in, it's Jesus. It's him. In fact, what I wanted to share with you, if I could, just a few of his words. Because I want to bring encouragement today. I know we're going through a lot, but I'm just telling you that when you get your faith placed in the right source, it brings hope into your soul. And I want to share with you a few words that Jesus spoke, and he shared this with his disciples. In fact, he got together with his followers just right before he was arrested, and he would ultimately go to the cross and give his life for us. See, the reason why Jesus, the Son of God, came to this earth in the first place he came to this earth so that he could face death. And if he would face the test of death and win, it would give you and me hope. And so Jesus came, and right before, he knew this was coming. This is the purpose why he came. Right before all that, he knew that so many of us, as his followers one day, would be faced with such trials like we're experiencing now. And so Jesus, in speaking to his followers, he in a couple chapters in John 14 through 16, he shared some words. And I just want to read to you just, just two verses. I, I want to read to you the first thing he said, and then I'm going to read to you the last thing that he said. John 14, verse 1. Here's what Jesus said to him. He said this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me. He said this right as he told them about all kinds of challenges they were going to face. He, he said, listen, on the front side, he said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. See, Jesus knew that we all were going to face trials. We all were going to face incredible difficulties and hardships. And can I just say, we're feeling it now. Like most of the time, we think that, you know, trials are where, you know, we got a flat tire and oh my gosh, it was, it was the worst thing ever. I had the worst week ever, you know. We, we were late to work one time. And, and, and those things, maybe they can be bad, but, but now it puts things in perspective. Like, this is a real test. This is a real trial as we deal with this pandemic. And Jesus said, he warned us. He said, you're going to face trials. He said, but don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in me. Here's what he's saying. This is what faith is. This is what it means. He's saying, you can put your weight on me. Do you know that's what faith is? That, that faith really means that you, you put your faith on that which is tested and that which is trusted. For example, um, kind of like maybe this chair. Like, I, I haven't sat in this chair yet today. But I, I believe that this chair will hold me up 
Why? Because I trust the manufacturer did the right job in building this chair. And so faith is this. Faith is when you trust and you can put your weight on it. That's what faith means. So when we talk about trusting in Jesus, what we're talking about is in times of difficulty, times of hardship, that what we're doing is we can, things are heavy right now. We can put our weight on him. That's what he's saying. That that trust in me. Trust in what I am going to do. I'm going to bring you through this, but you got to put your trust in me. And for many of you uh, that have a faith in Jesus, this is the moment when you put your weight on him. This is the moment when, I know, there's so many things to be afraid of. But in that moment, when fear starts to creep up, can I encourage you? That's the moment where you say, I'm, I'm going to put my weight on him. I'm going to trust that he's in control and he's got this. And so Jesus, as he begins this conversation with his followers, he says, listen, there's, there's things that are going to happen. Don't let your heart get troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And then the book ended all. John 16, verse 33, here's what Jesus said to him. This was the end of that conversation. Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. He said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. As he talks about all the challenges that they were going to face, and I almost feel like prophetically he was speaking to every generation Every single generation faces hardships. Every generation faces trials. We're living in it right now. And it's almost as if Jesus was reaching 2,000 years ahead and he's speaking to you and me today. When in this moment he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You have peace. He said, he told him this so that we could find peace. How do we find peace? It's in him. If you are looking for peace today, can I just tell you, you've exhausted all other options at this point. Can I tell you how you can find peace today? It's trusting in Jesus. Now, is that going to take away what we're dealing with? No. Is that going to keep you from being infected? No. Is that going to make it so that, that um, you, you don't have to worry about anything that ever happens? No, you're, you're probably going to continue to have concern. You're probably going to continue to have worry. It's an ongoing battle. But here's what I've discovered is in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the trial, when you know him, when you put your weight on him, it's there that you can find peace in the middle of the storm. Peace in your soul. It might be calamity all around us. But listen, there can be peace within us. We might be facing trouble. But listen, but we don't have to live troubled. Let me say that again. We might be facing trouble, but we don't have to live troubled. Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. I know the world around me is, it's in peril, it's in a lot of trouble. But what I'm saying to you today is this, you have the power to choose how you are going to respond. We have the power to choose what's in our heart, in our heart's response to this. That's why Jesus looked at him and says, don't let your heart be troubled. You take power over it. There's a decision that you can. Listen, so much is out of our control right now. Can I tell you the one thing that is in your control? It's how you're going to respond. It's your faith. It's your heart. That's, that's the one thing we can do. And so today, just what I wanted to do is I just want to share with you three things that I think for all of us, just, just three things that we could do right now in this moment to find peace in the middle of chaos. 
How, how do I respond to this? What do I do when I can't go out and fix it? When I don't know what's going to happen? How can I respond? Can I give you just three things that maybe we could focus on today? The first one I would say is this. Choose to not live in fear. That's a choice you make. Choose to not live in fear. I didn't say choose to not be afraid. Can I just tell you that you can be afraid but also choose to not live in fear? There's a difference. Like we're, we, we're going to experience fear. We're, I mean, that's a natural response that God created in us. There's fear is one of those things. If you see a wild animal come at you, fear is going to come over you and it's going to give you adrenaline to respond to it. Fear is something that is natural that God has given to us, but we do not have to live in fear even in the midst of being afraid. And so this is when Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, you can choose to not live in fear. What do I mean by choosing to not live in fear? Well, there are a few things that we can do to choose to not live in fear. Can I just give you a few practical things that would maybe help you with this? First, can I just say, limit the amount of news that you watch. I'm not saying I don't want to know what's going on. We all want to know what's going on. But when we have kids who are home, and they're at home because school is shut down, and we have the news on 24-7. Can I just tell you they have found a direct correlation with people who watch a lot of news and the amount of fear that they have? If I could just encourage you, hey, I want to be informed, but maybe don't leave the TV on all day. Don't leave the news broadcasts on all day. Why? Because even just listening to what is reported, listening to what's going on, will cause fear to rise up inside of you. I have experienced this over this past week, as many of you have. It seems like the more that I watch the news, the more fearful I become. Listen, I want to be informed, but do not set your life to the news. Okay? I just encourage you. Like, little doses, but, but do not do that. And can I just say, especially when we have our kids at home, one of the wisest things that we can do is not expose them to all of that. We, we want to be honest and tell them what we're dealing with, but, but when they see that, this is going to shape their life. They're in a very... A very important age of development. It's going to shape their mindset for the rest of life. And so, listen, don't watch the news all the time. And can I also encourage you, don't be on social media all the time. I know, some of us, we, we don't have a whole lot to do. And so what we're going to do, we're just thumbing through social media and, and, and we're reading everybody's posts. Can I just tell you, I think social media is even worse than our news. In news, they're trying to report facts. Social media, you get everybody else's fear and opinions. And so just limit. Be careful. This is practical. Don't, don't spend your life in social media and the news. Why? Because it adds to the fear. We are going to choose to not live in fear. And then can I give you some, just a suggestion, and maybe you don't ever do this normally, but could I just encourage you and suggest that maybe you ought to start reading some of this? Read, read a Bible. If you don't have one, you can download one. We'd be glad to mail you one if you don't have one. But if I could just encourage you, there's something powerful about the words that are written here. Maybe you go, I don't believe in the Bible. Can I just tell you that these words were written by people who went through hardships, especially in the New Testament? And what I would rather hear people who had faith in the midst of hardship than to hear from a bunch of people who don't have faith in the middle of it. And the words that have been written, especially in the New Testament, can bring hope and encouragement and life to us. And can I tell you, through all the wars and through all the disasters and through all the diseases over the centuries, can I tell you that these words of hope still ring true today? These are still true today. So if I could just encourage you, how do I choose to not live in fear? I'm going to limit 
I'm going to limit and protect what comes into my mind, what comes into my heart. I, I want to be informed, and I want to be a responsible citizen, but I, I'm not going to obsess there. So that's the first thing. We're going to choose. This is a choice to not live in fear. The second thing is this. Choose to act in love. I, I want to say this, if I can, as strongly as I can, especially to every single Christ follower. Now is the time when we see people act selfishly. We see everybody clamoring for everything. I mean, we have created a toilet paper uh, disaster, and it makes no sense. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, the coronavirus, it doesn't even, whatever. But we, I don't know why, but there's this mass run on toilet paper, and so people in, in panic, they're freaking out, and they're just, we're stockpiling all this stuff. And while I get it, and I understand why we do that, because we don't know what to expect, we're also putting other people in very difficult place. Can I just say as a Christ follower, and if you're part of this church, this is going to be our response, is that we're going to choose to act in love. In this moment, we're going to choose to be selfless, not selfish. We're going to choose. Can I tell you, one of the things that has, has highlighted the Christian faith for over 2,000 years has been that when the rest of the world runs away from trouble, is that many of God's followers, Jesus' followers, have run into it. These are the moments where, listen, as a church, as a community, we want to do every single thing that we can to step up and help our community. And so I just want to tell you as a church what we're doing. As a church, we want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. That's why we're not meeting in spaces together, but we're meeting right now through a broadcast. As a church, we want to, we want to help. We want to be a part of our community in the way that we can in the next several weeks to come. Can I just tell you some of the things that we're doing as, as a church? Um, we, we're, we're taking uh, money and resources that many of you have given. And I want to say thank you for those who give to this ministry. Can I just encourage you to continue giving to this ministry? Why? Because now is the time more than ever when the church needs to rise up and show and be hope and be light to our community. And so these are the moments when we need the resources the most to go and help. In fact, we did something, uh, we made a decision on Wednesday. We were one of the first churches to make a decision. We were canceling our gatherings. And we did that because we saw where this was going. And we saw that, that we want to be a part of not spreading this, but spreading hope. That's what we wanted to be a part of. And so we, we made a decision to cancel not just our weekend experiences for the time being, but also to cancel major outreach events. We, every year at Easter, we, we do these big, huge community events. And we thought, that's not good right now. The spread. And so we stopped all of our plans. I mean, and we canceled all of our Easter uh, special outreach events, community events. We would do egg hunts and all those. And here's what we decided. We said, let's take the money we were going to spend on that and resources, and let's use that to help people in need right now. And so really, I, I just want you to know if you're part of this church. That, that as long as we are able to, we're going to have opportunities to do things. In fact, we partner with the Canal Winchester City Schools. Uh, do you know that when, they, when, when kids can't be in school, that many of them who, who need help through meals and get government assistance to be able to help with that, that is how they get fed. They get food. And so we said we want to help. So both in Lancaster, where we have one location, and Canal Winchester, where we're partnering, we're moving into a location soon, uh, we said we want to help. And so for the next few days, we're going to be delivering food. Uh, with Canal Winchester, I can tell you this, that we're going to be delivering over 600 meals to uh, kids who need it in several different areas. We're going to have information out about that. And so if you're watching this and you go, I need that help, would you let us know? We want to be able to help you. 
uh, Lancaster, we're doing the same thing. We've also reached out to uh, work with jobs and family services through daycares as, as now parents are trying to figure out because their kids were in school and now they're not what I'm going to do and how we want to come alongside and help. We have so many things that we're thinking right now that if we have the opportunity, as long as we're able to as a church, that listen, we're here and we're going to make a difference in this community. We're going to support. And it, listen, whether you go to our church or not, we're here to show you that God loves you. We're going to choose an act of love. And can I just tell you, for, if you're watching this right now and you're in a situation where you need help, we as a church want to help, even if you don't go to our church. And so here's what you can do. You can go to this URL. You just go to www.thex.church forward slash response. And on there, there's a form that you can fill out and you can let us know if you have a need and we in our power can, can meet it, we're going to as a church. We're going to do everything we can. And so I'm just, this is me speaking to our communities. This is our church on behalf of X Church saying the people who give and the people who serve, and this is one of the things that we are passionate about. We say around here one of our values is that people are our purpose. And so I just want you to hear that if you, if you go to this church and if you don't go to this church, that you're our purpose and that we're here for you. And we're going to choose to act in love. We're going to choose to be selfless in a time like this. We're, we're going to choose to not live in fear. We're going to choose to act in love. And the third thing is this. We're going to choose, and I hope this for you, choose to place your trust in Jesus. Can I, can I just invite you, if you're watching this right now, and, and as I talk about what is your faith in, what are you going to put your faith in? Can, can I ask you, would you consider to put your faith and your trust in Jesus? Can I just tell you that he has never let me down? That doesn't mean that when you put your faith in him that you're not going to be impacted by this. We're all impacted by this. It doesn't mean that we won't have to deal with the implications of this financially. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that, that. What putting your faith in Jesus means is that I trust him with the future. You see, if there's anyone who has faced the greatest test, it's Jesus. Jesus faced the test of death. Jesus gave his life, by the way. No one took it. When they came to arrest him, he didn't say a word. He didn't defend himself. Though he had done nothing wrong and they could bring no charge against him, he kept his mouth closed because he came for the purpose of taking your place and my place and death on the cross. He paid the penalty for our sins so that you and I could have the hope of eternal life. Something that no virus can ever take away. A hope of eternal life. And if I could just, if I could just say, if you have not placed your faith in Jesus, would you consider it today? What does it look like for you to place your trust in him? Listen, can I say this? I don't know what the future holds. I don't. I don't know if we as a church are going to continue to be able to broadcast an experience like this every single weekend for the next few weekends. I don't know. You look around the world and you see what's happened and you see lockdowns and see all these things. Hey, these things may come to us too. But what I do know is that I know the one who holds the future securely in his hands. I don't know the future, but I know the one who does know the future. 
And Jesus is not afraid of the coronavirus. And the church doesn't need to live in fear because of the one that we trust in. He is the anchor for our soul. Hope in a time when we need it the most. And I have put my faith in Jesus. So can I just tell you this? Though, yes, at times I get worried. I don't know what's going to happen. Can I tell you ultimately there is a peace inside of me. I'm just saying that. There is a peace in me. I don't, I, just, I don't know what else to say other than it's Jesus. I know that no matter what happens, that my future and my eternity is secure in him. And I want that for every one of us. I really do. You gotta choose. You gotta choose where you're gonna place your trust. Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. I wanna close by just reading this verse that I, it's kind of my prayer. It's found in Hebrews chapter 15, verse 13. And this is my prayer for every one of you watching right now. This is, this is what I, I pray you experience today through this broadcast and right now wherever you are. Hebrews 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, that's my prayer, is that the God of hope would fill you with joy. Say, how do I have joy in a moment like this? You can, many of us do, because my joy is not anchored in the world around me or the situations that I'm living in, but my joy is anchored in Jesus. It's anchored in my future that he already holds and secure in his hands. And so I pray that the God of hope will fill you with joy. I pray he'd fill you with peace. There's calamity all around us, but can I tell you, I've got peace inside. As you trust in him, may you be full to overflowing of hope. And how is he gonna do that? He's gonna do it through the power of his spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what's so unique about that, that even right now, hundreds of miles away watching this. Some of you right now, you're experiencing a peace come over you. Can I tell you that's through the power of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit is not defined by walls. It's not defined by spaces. But He wants to meet you right where you are today. And so today what I would love to do more than anything right now is to invite you, wherever you're watching this, to unite with me with what faith you have. And let's pray. This is a time where I can tell you if you want to know something it will help you not to live in fear. Begin to pray. Begin to thank God for watching over you. Begin to put, give him your worries, your cares, your struggles, and then trust in him and watch what he does when he meets you. And so if you would, wherever you are, just maybe you bow your eyes or bow your head and close your eyes. And, and just in a moment of, of just quietness in your spirit, just maybe take a moment to, to maybe just breathe. Just breathe in presence of God right now. God, we pray together collectively. We pray, God, that your presence, Lord, would meet us. Lord, I pray right now for every worried soul. I pray for every person, God, that's been captivated by fear. Lord, I pray that your very real presence would meet them wherever they are right now. God, we just, we breathe in your hope. 
We breathe in your peace. We breathe in your joy. God, would you fill us now with hope? Would you fill us now, God, with your peace? Lord, I pray for all those who are working so hard around the clock to help curb the spread of this virus. Lord, as all of us do our part, as we live with wisdom, but God, we pray for supernatural favor from on high. Lord, we pray for all the doctors, nurses, and those who are, who are stepping in harm's way to care for the needy and the hurting and the, the sick. God, we pray strength and we pray protection over them. We pray, Father, for our officials and those who are trying to do everything they can and use every resource they can, God, for, for taking care of those of us. God, we just pray that your hand would be on. We commit as a people to pray for our leaders. God, I pray that in a season like this, you will do something that, that we have never yet seen, God, that you would unite us as a people. That it's not about the color of our skin. It's not about our ideology. It's not about our beliefs. It's not about our political views. But you would unite us as people. That we would love one another, God. That we choose not to live in fear. We would choose to act in love. And God, in this moment, I pray for many that would choose to place their trust in Jesus. Listen, as we're praying, I want to give you that opportunity. If even right now, wherever you are, sitting with friends, family, watching this, you recognize that you need that, that anchor. You need that peace. Can I just tell you, put your full weight on Jesus. What does it look like for you to place your faith in Him? It means to call upon Him. The Bible says that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It says if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. In this moment, I'm, I'm inviting many of you to place your, tra- your trust on Jesus to surrender your life. This is what that decision looks like. It's where you just pray a prayer of saying, God, I'm letting go and I'm going to hold on to you. And some of you say, I don't know if I, if I understand it all. I don't know if I have the faith to, 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 to make the leap to where you are. Can I say, that's okay. You don't need to. All you need is enough faith to reach up to him. All you need is enough faith to say, God, right now in this moment, I'm inviting you into my life. I believe you died for my sin that you rose again, that you conquered death, hell, and the grave. And so today, I'm going to put my full weight on you. If that's you today, I want to invite you just to say this prayer with me right where you are. And say, Heavenly Father, today I place my full weight on your son Jesus. I believe that you sent him to die for my sin and that he rose again to give me new life. And so right now, I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of trusting in myself. Forgive me, God, for all the things that I've done. In this moment, I turn to you. With the faith that I have, I surrender my life completely over to you. I'm inviting you, Jesus, to be the Lord of my life. And from this moment forward, I'm saying that I'm trusting in the one who holds my future. And so right now, in this moment, I say I receive you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. We pray all of these things in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said together. Amen. Amen. Hey.